I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. Okay, Wacky Wednesday number three. Wacky Wednesday. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll go first this time. I think you went first last time. Go ahead. All right. So today I have a Canadian melon story. Uh-uh. I'm joking. I'm like, I swear. I'm joking. I have a wacky Canadian case for you. We got a Canadian review. And so it doesn't show up on Apple, but I can see them on our website, you know? Oh, cool. And they were talking about Canada has a lot of wacky stuff. You need to make a Canadian spinoff of the provinces of, you know, like, yeah. that will be fun. So for now, here's a wacky Canadian case for you. Okay. A former Royal Canadian Mint employee, like money, mint oh, okay. money, has been found guilty of smuggling $190,000 worth of gold from the building on, on Sussex Drive, wait for it, up his rectum. Of course. <laughs> what? All at once? Surely not. Surely not. No, he did. He put a whole <laughs> gold bar up you his would butt. Think so probably multiple trips. I hope he had multiple trips. I hope it took a lot of trips. So just I, I can't even say this. Justice Peter Duty. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yes, this is his last name. I that's it's not lost on me, but Justice Peter Duty said that his name was Leston Lawrence. And he stole 22 gold pucks. So he put gold pucks up his butt. Like a hockey puck size? I, let me Google a gold puck. Um, yeah. Yeah, looks like a hockey puck. 22? Uh-uh. 22, um, uh-uh. yeah, gold pucks no, up ma'am. his pocket. So Justice Peter Duty said that Leston Lawrence clearly had the opportunity to steal the gold because he often worked alone and the security cameras would not have caught him slipping gold pucks into his pocket. I think you mean up his butt. Mm-hmm. His locker contained Vaseline <laughs> and latex gloves, which could have been used. I'm like, yeah, it could have was used to insert the pucks into his rectum. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. There no, were no. no cameras in the locker room, so... I'm anyway, sorry. no questions. I'm sorry. Lawrence set off the mints walk through metal detectors more than any other employee without a metal implant. 28 times between December 2014 and March 2015. But with a secondary check, like with the handheld things, he they didn't know he had gold up his butt. You know what I mean? They were just like scanning him. So it was almost like he had an implant, you know what I mean? Right. Where they're like, what? What? You there's no, you there's nothing. So he was able to leave with the gold every time he got away with it. They weren't thinking. He should have just took a couple and then waited. <sighs> yeah. Oh, no. So he was found guilty of stealing the 22 pucks from the mint on Sussex Drive in Ottawa and laundering 17 of them through Ottawa Gold Buyers. Oh, here we go. The weight of the laundered pucks ranged from, oh, it's in grams, 192 to 264 grams apiece, and were sold for between $6,800 and $9,500 each. So that's a lot of money. He made $130,000 from these pucks. Mm-mm. And he sent abroad to build a house in Jamaica and buy a boat in Florida. So he was just... Stuffing the pucks and living the dream. 
until he got caught. Lawrence's income was insufficient to purchase the gold he sold, the ruling detailed. He was also found guilty of possession of property obtained by crime. So the land to build a house in Jamaica was bought with stolen money. You can't get anymore, which is kind of surprising since it was in Jamaica. I, you know what I mean? Like, like an offshore. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm assuming that's why he did it. But anyway, yeah, he, he was found guilty of possession of property obtained by crime, conveying gold out of the mint and breach of trust by a public official. So, yeah, gold up the butt. I'm not sticking anything in my butt. Just putting it out there. Not. I mean, I'm making be persuaded. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I a mean, giant, no. No, 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 no. No. Let me see. I'm going to Google 190 I just can't think grams. of anything that I would want that bad that I would I mean, put something in an orifice of my body to try to sneak out. So 192 grams is equivalent to 0.423 pounds. So half a pound, roughly. Almost half a pound. It's mm-hmm. not that heavy. <laughs> He's doing kegels. Do you want a half a pound no, of something in your no, butt? No, no. I mean, if you do, cool, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he just did it one at a time. We well, don't even know that, though. No. Uh-uh. No. He, okay, I'm just speculating here. He had to have practiced before, right? Or I no, would think just, he didn't just go in blind. Like use some plugs to work your way up to the I would, puck? I would think he would probably have bought a couple different sizes <laughs> of plugs and just slowly worked his way up. I don't know. Oh, my God. I know. I know. That's my wacky, my wacky case. So Mm-mm. give me yours. Mm-mm. Okay. An Arizona man mm. is suing a body donation company for selling his mother's body to the military for blast testing. Jim Stauffer believed his mother's body would be used for medical research, mm. but instead it was used to test bomb impacts. Oh my gosh. She was supposedly strapped in a chair on some sort of apparatus and a detonation <sighs> took place underneath her to basically get an idea of what the human body goes through when a vehicle is hit by an IED. So about five years ago, Jim's mother Doris <sighs> died in hospice care after suffering from Alzheimer's. Jim donated his mother's body to a biological research center hoping it would be used for Alzheimer's research. Oh. Doctors believe that the disease that she had may have mutated. So in other words, she didn't have the usual Alzheimer's right. gene, and they hope to study her brain after her death. But after neurologists said they could not accept the body, they donated it to the BRC in hopes that her brain could still be used for scientific research. Several days later, Jim received a wooden box containing his mother's ashes. He was never told how his mother's body was used at the center. Years later, a reporter contacted Jim with some shocking news. Oh my gosh. In 2016, it was found out that more than 20 bodies donated to an Arizona broker were actually sold to the U.S. Army blast experiments. This was without any consent of the deceased or next of kin. And for some, it was done against the family's objections. Oh my gosh. Jim said there was actually wording on the paperwork about performing this kind of testing. Okay. 
performing these medical tests that may involve explosives. And we said no, he was quoted. We checked the box that said no on all of that. Some families did not learn about any of these experiments from the Army, but rather this newspaper reporter. This was the case for Jim, who has since joined 32 other people in suing this organ donation center. Jim learned that his mother's body was used in an Army experiment measuring the damage caused by roadside bombs. Mm-mm. Yeah. So doing this without permission of donors or relatives is a violation sure. of the U.S. Army policy. BRC sold donated bodies like Doris's for $5,893 a piece. Well, after that, after blasting her body, I'm surprised they were able to be able to cremate her to have ashes well, like, left. Well, like your case that we talked about, is he weighing it? I mean, do you yeah, know if no. it comes in a box? Nope. Like, you don't know what that is. I'm not open. I have my grandmother's and my dad's ashes. I'm not opening them up and Well, I have looking. Charlie's ashes now, and yeah. when I got them back, I was like, this is it? He weighed around 60 pounds. Uh-huh. And his ashes are so small. I'm like, this is right. This is it. This is very small. Like, how would you? I mean, I don't know what the. I don't either. So this company is no longer in business, but for over a decade, they were able to sell more than twenty thousand parts oh, crap. from about five thousand human bodies. Ugh. When a body is donated, few states provide rules governing dismemberment or use, or offer any rights to the donor's next of kin. Bodies and their parts can be bought and sold and leased again and again. As a result, it can be difficult to track what becomes of these bodies, let alone ensuring that they are handled with dignity. That's Jim is one of many suing this company and its owner, Stephen Gore, who pled guilty to illegal control of an enterprise. Hmm. He was sentenced to one year of deferred jail time, and four years probation. Wow. The civil suit also revealed disturbing new details about a 2014 FBI raid at the facility. Mm. During this raid, which was part of a multi-state investigation, the FBI filmed buckets of body parts and bodies of different people sewn together at the facility. What? It's like American Horror Story. The coven. Whenever what? What's the purpose of that? Remember when Evan Peters gets killed yes, and yes, she yes, sews yes, his body yes. back together uh, to make him her yeah. boyfriend, like Frankenstein. Oh my gosh! I mean, people have we learned nothing from shows like this? <sighs> One FBI agent testified that he found a cooler with male genitalia, uh, buckets of heads, no, oh my god, arms and legs, infected heads. And a small woman's head sewn onto a large man's torso hanging on the wall. Uh, They had it hanging up on the wall. This is freaking disturbing. It's very disturbing. Jim spoke about the lawsuit saying, I don't see a pathway of ever getting past this. Every time there is a memory, there's a photograph, you look at it, and it's my sweet mother. But there's this ugly thing that happened right after she passed. Staring right back at you. The man that ran this company didn't care at all about the families. He didn't care about the people. And he didn't care about the memories that we all have. Gosh, that is. So. That's my story. That is so sad. Insane. Yeah. Which, like I said in your, when you covered the case 
you know, where they had done what they had done, you know they're not there. They're passed on. Mm-hmm. But you still, like, I don't want to think about my sweet little grandmother's body being blown up. That's exactly. I would, I would literally go fucking Because ballistic. her body still looks like her. Sure. It still looks like them. You don't want, that's just so violent. Or your child. Could you imagine finding out that this happened to your child's oh, body? I would be livid. When I can't even think about it. When you thought they were going to be donated to help and maybe another To help another kid, kid. Or whatever. Or another woman. Being, yeah. Nah, blow, I, I mean, that makes me wonder how much you do know about when right. you donate your body. Don't to just stuff. don't do it. I mean, do it if you want to, <laughs> but I'm not doing it. No way. I, you can't trust everyone. Can't trust anybody. That's, so I mean, yeah, that's pretty fucking freaky. I guess if you're okay with that, some people probably wouldn't care. But like, give them the option of like, well, and they did, and they all marked exactly, no. Exactly. If someone says Mm-mm. yes to it, maybe it's just so many people because you don't want to think about someone exploding. Mm-mm. That's that Mm-mm. sounds sketchy though with all those. Mm. So what freaky happened to you this week? Okay, so I do have something wacky. I oh wacky. Sorry, it, I mean it's not exactly freaky. It's oh, just uh, okay. So I have some planners warts on my foot. It's disgusting, <laughs> and I hate talking about it. I hate talking about it. So apparently you have to see a podiatrist and cool. So my primary care physician referred me to someone that is a trained doctor. They legit, they're Mm -hmm. legit. I get there thinking I'm nervous because I'm a fainter. I'm like, I'm going to get shots. He's going to cut it out. There's going to be blood. It's going to freeze it off. It's my foot. I'm ticklish. I'm all All the the things. things. So I show it to him and then he's like, oh, okay, I got something. Pulls out a drawer, has this little dark vial, not a vial, like a little glass glass container. And he's like, I'm going to put some of this on there. And I didn't ask. I was just like, oh, okay. And he's like, this is a beetle compound. Beetle? Yes. Like the bug? Like the bug. Like the car? Like the band? And I Googled up exactly what it's from later, and it's even (sighs) weirder than you would think. So it's literal beetle juice. A compound made by a freaking pharmacist uh-uh. made of beetle juice. How do you get juice from a beetle? Okay, this is really gross. Okay. Oh, they milk it? They don't milk it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so when beetles mate, the certain – I can't remember the exact term of what this exact beetle is. When they mate, they You have secrete- beetle cum? <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. They make a secretion. Yeah, and, you do. And guess what? The lady beetle. Smokes a cigarette after her. <laughs> she <smokes laughs> she's smoking a cigarette, but with her left little beetle leg. So she's covers- hanging off the bed. Oh, God. <laughs> I have such an image in my head right now. <laughs> me too. Just this beetle on her back with a little cigarette. Oh. Give me a towel. So she covers this secretion <laughs> over her eggs. Ew. Because the secretion is poisonous, so it protects the predators from the eggs. Oh, I was like, oh my god, she has like built-in birth control. No, it's it, I thought poison. Eggs, she's gonna kill no, the eggs because she's no. like, no, not this <laughs> guy. Not a, oh, not this guy. It's getting sick and dark. <laughs> oh, so yeah, no, the beetle juice protects the eggs, but harms other things. So it's a poison. So this Beetlejuice compound, I'm not making this up. I forgot Can't the name of it now. You. Beetle, hold on. Oh, God. Beetle. I have never in my It's called Cantharidin. Ken- yeah, a substance that comes from the green blister beetle. Sometimes used to treat warts. Yep. And, okay, here's <sighs> the thing. 
it's a poison, so it causes the skin to blister up and make the wart come out. And he told me it's more effective than freezing, cutting, all that stuff. He said that that's like their last resort. And he said like, this is so gross. I don't even want to talk. It's gross. So I was like this. I texted you and the people in the group chat. I'm like, I think my podiatrist is a warlock. Your podiatrist is 100%. Literally just into whipped witchcraft. Out my, I was there for like five minutes. Just put some beetle juice on it. And he's like, you might need another time of putting some beetle what juice on it. What does it look like now? It's, is it gone? Well, I thought Don't it was, show it to me. I'm not going to show it to you. It's So I thought it was BS. And then the next day, my foot starts hurting like a blister. Uh-huh. So it, I was excited. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's not just witchcraft or he's a real witch. 100% but would have been hung. It's supposed to take two to three weeks. Basically, it's, it makes a blister over it and makes it. Is, what's it look like now? It, it still looks like a wart. It's like nothing happened? Well, it's like whitish over it. So maybe it's still working, but he's, I have another beetle appointment on mm-hmm. um, November. Please go back to your doctor Fourth? and don't just like find I, a beetle in your swimming pool and jerk it off. It was so <laughs> weird. I was like, wait till people hear about this. He, oh, here's the other thing too. He's like, yeah, this isn't FDA regulated. <gasps> so I was like. What you the? probably should have told me that before you rubbed all this. He's like beetle. He made he made a good excuse. He's like, okay, the FDA doesn't want to regulate this because it'll cost them twenty thousand dollars, and it's just for wart removal. It's not a big deal, so they don't want to spend the money. Blah blah blah. But it's it's regulated in Canada, so he found someone that gets Canada beetle juice, and this pharmacist makes a concoction. It's so weird. Sounds super this illegal. Weir- just saying. Honestly. I, he probably should have just said, this is Cantharden. It's a very, it's a medical grade wart remover. And I, you know what I mean? He didn't need to tell me it was Beetlejuice that's not FDA regulated from Canada. Mm-mm. Anyway, what, what happened to you? Any I mean, I did not rub any. No Beetlejuice on your. Juice of any on sorts on any of my feet. Okay, well. Um, but I did run over a mattress on the interstate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So when I left here last week from recording, yes. it was like dark because it was late when we yeah. got finished. Yeah. And so I get on the bridge and the car in front of me slams on their brakes. My car starts beeping and like auto yeah. hits its brakes. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm on the phone with our friend that just, he was in the hospital last mm-hmm. week. So I'm ta- trying to talk to him and I was like, this car in front of me. And all of a sudden I see this like king size mattress come rolling out from under the car. I couldn't go anywhere because I'm on the bridge. So there's like concrete barrier on one side and two lanes of traffic on the other side. Everybody's slamming on their brakes all around oh me. Oh my gosh. I hit the mattress. It flies <gasps> up onto my hood and windshield. Like, are you serious? Like fucking Tommy boy. Couldn't see anything. Ugh. I'm screaming. He's laughing on the phone. I'm like, don't laugh. I can't. He's like, turn on your windshield wipers. So oh, I, it's a nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. So I'm like, I can't. He's like, you're going to have to exit. Get <gasps> off the interstate. It was adventures on babysitting when they have their blowout oh and they're driving. Gosh. It was insanity. So I'm, I'm slowed way down. And people are driving all around me like crazy people. And I probably look like a crazy person. So I'm trying to get to the exit to get off. I hate that and interstate. It, so as I'm slowing down, it 
falls off. Yeah, because it it slides down my hood. So now I have run it over. So I'm like, okay, good. So I look in the rearview mirror to make sure there wasn't a car behind me and the mattress is gone. I am now high centered on this mattress, dragging it down the interstate. Oh my gosh. Like a fucking idiot. So I'm trying to turn my wheels to get off the off ramp. And I guess that like lodged it loose and I boom, boom, boom over it. But then when I did that, it kicked it up and it hit the car behind oh me my and was on their windshield. So, I mean, I just drove away like any good Christian girl would. I That's was like, like a I, cartoon. I can't help you. It was this literally is, like a cartoon. What are you going to do? You're on the interstate. I can't do anything. I'm sorry. I hate that part of the interstate because one time I had a bumper come off a car and fly at me. And there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. And luckily, I my instinct was just to swerve. Obviously, I could have hit another car. and Yeah. Or been hit by a semi. But it was a big piece of a bumper. Oh, luckily, no one was there. But my instinct, it was like a huge thing flying right. at my windshield right. like it would hit my face and I swerved and it didn't hit me and miss me and luckily I didn't hit a car that interstate is the wild west up there I'm just saying it's just always crap flying around the road uh, yeah and there's nowhere to go so <sighs> anyways that's my wacky that is horrible I, I remember you telling was me that like Tommy Boy Live that uh, and our friend was not helping because he's laughing hysterically he's laughing. on the phone I'm about to cry I'm screaming what do I do there's cars honking at me mm. It was a thing. But I'm good. What a mess. What a mess. I hit a mattress and you have beetle jizz on your foot. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't say it three times. No the- shit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Just this beetle shows up with a giant dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. he's like, we're done. <laughs> I have a quick story to read from a listener before. Oh, perfect. Sign off. Before. Yes. Yes. So. It's in the email, the name. I'll find that at the end when I am done reading it. But actually, no, I'll find it right now. So Kay, Kay sent us a, a little freaky story, and I'll read that real fast. And we've been getting some, which is fun. I kind of like I love the it. wacky, them reading, reading them on Wacky Wednesday. But Kay says, at a facility I previously worked in, I worked the third shift because my friend and I kept getting called to a residence room with complaints of a little boy and a little girl bothering her. We just chalked it up to dementia and their reality needing to be our reality. Mm -hmm. She said, if you know, you know. Shortly after, we both heard a little boy and a little girl laughing, and we saw an apparatus, which appeared to be skipping down the hallway. No. Immediately freaked out. Skipping scary. Skipping, yes. Immediately freaked out, not sure if we're just sleep deprived or if our iced coffees and energy drinks are getting the better of us, we go to the nurse's station. We're in the hall with the nurse who has a major sixth sense. They said something was feeling off. All of a sudden, patients' charts started flying off the wall. There was no AC and the room didn't have a fan in it. All of the shelves were level and there were holders that the charts hung in. The nurse yelled, kids, not tonight. You've scared the girls enough. And it stopped. Like, I'm sorry, what? Did this nurse just talk to the dead? Am I going crazy? My friend and I proceeded to look at the nurse, and I guess our faces said it all. She said, oh, y'all don't know? Apparently, back in the 60s, there used to be a farm that stood where this nursing home sits now. There was a fire, and the little boy and little girl never made it out. The most active hall of this facility with the most residents' complaints came from, wait for it, where the freaking house stood. Uh -uh. 
and exactly where the little boy and little girl succumb to the fire. It's a really sad story. Still to this day, residents complain about the kids. They mostly see them right before they pass away now. Our scrubs or hair will still get tugged on, and we will still hear our names being whispered, giggling, and sudden bursts of cold air, but they know not to mess with us. Maybe next time I'll write about the resident passing away who was bedbound and wasn't able to stand or talk, and I found her under a bed one night with scratches and claw marks up and down the middle of her back with repeated, they've come to kill me? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. She said, or maybe not. That's been two years ago and it still scares the hell out of me. That is so freaky. I mean, ghosts Ugh. are spooky, but kid ghosts that skip. Why are kids so much scarier? They, I, I don't know. Even in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for that. Thanks for the stories. And we got another one just today while we were taking a break. So maybe next Wacky Wednesday. Yeah. Keep feeding us Keep these feeding stories. Us. I love it. Anyway. Oh, that's super creepy. Yeah. I wonder if Lacey lives across the street from a nursing home. I wonder if it's haunted. Maybe. Do some do some reconnaissance do some, on it. Yeah, I'll do some. All right. Until next time. Next week. We're back. Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.